Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome again to the Chakra Way Meditation Podcast, another Chakra Chat for you today. And I'm talking to Kathleen Donnelly Israel. Now Kathleen is um, an incredibly wise lady. Oh my God, I loved meeting her. She was um, fascinating. Um, She has, as they say in the spiritual world, in the parlance, done the work. Um, and she has really done the work. She tells her story of how she, she cared for her husband who had Parkinson's for 17 years. And during that time, whilst she was caring for him, she um, basically searched, searched and searched and learnt and learnt as many healing modalities and techniques that she could. Um, and as a result, she is one wise lady. Um, she then decided to walk the Camino Way, which is this incredible walk um, in France and in Portugal, Spain and France. And um, yeah, I will let her sort of take over the story from, from there because what she did was um, had this extraordinary journey, met a load of people, all of whom were there for their own reasons and not only learnt lessons but also shared the wisdom of her life and so yeah an incredibly valuable book and an incredibly valuable conversation with a lovely lady so I really hope you enjoy this one here we go So hello and welcome everybody. Um, Another Chakra Chat today and today I'm talking to author Kathleen Donnelly Israel. Hi Kathleen, thanks so much for joining. Hi Rosianne, I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, so the reason why I am fascinated with your story Kathleen is because you have written a book called Wisdom on the Camino. Now not everybody listening to this will even know what the Camino is. 
Um, so why don't you go ahead and just give a, a short explanation of, as to what the Camino is, and then we'll go from there. Well, it's um, basically a 500-mile walk across northern Spain. Um, actually, uh, last year I, I walked uh, north up from Lisbon, so I walked the French way one way one time and um, up the Portuguese way one time. Um, I wrote my book about the French way uh, walk. Um, okay, so it's um, St. James, the apostle of Jesus, actually went to the Iberian Peninsula to tell people about Jesus. Uh, and um, he wasn't very successful, so he went back to Jerusalem and they martyred him and then uh somebody brought like it says that angels brought him back but i'm thinking like some people with some angels brought him back to spain and buried him in spain and then uh in the like the nine to the 1200s around there they um the spanish people were trying to get the moors out of spain and saint james appeared and i helped them and they got the Moors out of Spain, so everybody really liked St. James. And then they found his grave, and, <clears throat> and everybody was like, wow, we're taking a pilgrimage to St. James's grave. And then they built a giant cathedral around it, and you can go in to the cathedral and see the, um, the crypt where St. James is buried. Um, so that's what that's the big deal about it. And mm -hmm. so back in the 70s, somebody thought, hey, let's just resurrect this um, this walk again. And so they went and found all the paths that people took to see the, you know, St. James's grave. And um, so they created these <laughs> walks. And um, like in Europe, I mean, I'm in the U.S. in uh, San Diego, California, but in the in Europe, people go out their front door and walk to Santiago. Not everybody starts in San John Pied de Port like I did, but a lot of people, <laughs> most people do actually. Yeah. So, um, but there's a there's a um there's a wonderful kind of feeling about this Camino Way walk that is it's a very um it's a spiritual thing and it's not necessarily from what I can gather, a religious thing. You know, I like, you know, we can separate religion and spirituality out mm -hmm. a tiny bit, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, but people walk this for lots of reasons. And the um, so what what was what was your reason? Why did you decide to do because it's a big undertaking? It's a you know, right. it takes what two, three weeks to do it, and you have to stay in these hostels and so on. Am I right? Yeah, I took 66 days. Mm. I was I'm an old lady, actually, <laughs> and I don't walk fast, and I took Holy Week off. I stayed in a town during Holy Week, and I took every Sunday off because I I got there, and I wasn't even going to Mass on Sunday, and so I was like, I think I need to take Sunday off so I can get to Mass because I, I walked, and then I would get in somewhere, and, and I would be so tired, I'd flop down on my bed, and and then I'd be like, oh, where's when's mass? And it was like two hours ago or something. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so I took Sunday off. Um, and also I got sick a couple of times. But anyway, the reason why I went 
was because my husband um, got Parkinson's disease and I was his caregiver. He, like he found out in 2001, he had Parkinson's disease and he died in 2018. Right. So I was a caregiver for a long time. It's a long time to be Yeah. Yeah. And so at that time, I I thought my my husband was an athlete and I thought he would be we'd be riding our bicycles across France in our old age. And um so I had to give that up. That was I mean, you talk about grief. That was, you know, when I found out our life wasn't going to be, you know, our old age wasn't going to be uh like I thought it would be that was grief. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, right about 2013, my girlfriend went on the Camino, shared on Facebook about her trip. And even though she had um, she had um, blisters and bloody feet, walked with bloody feet, mm-hmm. I thought, I realized that she was doing something very special for herself. Mm. And so uh, I thought when Ron's done with his disease, I'm going to do that too. So it was, you know, I went in 2019 and she went in 2013. So I had all that time to think about it. Yeah. And so when he died um, in August of 2018, I had lots of paperwork to do. And so right about January, I was done with the paperwork and I thought, well, if I'm going to go, on the Camino, I better get ready. I'm going to get on with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, I, I started searching about how to pack for the Camino and I um, just, you know, getting my stuff together. I had, I bought like four packs before I found the right one. And so I had, I just returned each of them and then uh so, <laughs> yes, I, there's a lot of this. I imagine that there's a big, um, you know, when you're if you're if you're planning to do it, if you go off and do the Camino Way walk, um, there's a lot of information about how to to do it. Right. And, um, you know, the right. I, I have a, an old school friend I know who who did it and I saw her very soon after she came back from doing the Camino walk and she was utterly it was a very profound experience for her. Right. Um, and it was something that she, I think she was so kind of close to it because she'd only just come back that she couldn't quite describe what it was mm. that it had done for her. But there's something very particular. It's not like any other just going for a long old hike, I suppose, because it has this very, um, you know, well, I, let's be honest about it, very religious um. Uh, meaning to it but it is it's felt to me like it was very spiritual and everybody who does it does it kind of um for a for a reason for a healing reason and you must have met a ton of people along the way was that your experience of of um yes people you met well when you meet other pilgrims and you sit down and eat with them that's one of the questions you ask um why did you come mm. and um like uh, statistically, only like a third of the people go for religious re- reasons. Yeah. Um, but it is a spiritual journey. Um, some people are, are just like buff people. They want to do a 500 mile walk, you know, and some people are um, just 
saddened by their life and can't get it together and they want they go on the somebody says you should go on the Camino and so they do I've met lots of people like that Mm. and what was the sort of common experience do you think of of people who who were who were on the walk you know there must have been a sort of there's a lot of time to think um when you're walking that far and um there's a lot of people you meet and there's a lot of uh, yourself that you have to come up against and deal with mm-hmm. I'm imagining when you're walking that far so what what were your big what were your sort of discoveries or lessons as you walked along the Camino I, I want to say that um, my I basically found out I can take care of myself one one thing. I, um, and, um, I found out that, um, all, all my life is going to be a Camino. Uh, you know, it was sacred time while I was walking and all my life is going to be sacred time now. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't change when I got back. I, I just continue <clears throat> my spiritual journey here. Um, I, I had a, uh, there was a, a guy I met from England and he uh, told me that he just, I asked him why he came. He said that he was in the service and he had a couple of weeks off. He thought he'd go to the the Camino and I'm like, Oh, great. And he said, why did you come? And I said, well, I, my husband died. I cared for him for 17 years. He had Parkinson's disease. And then when he died, I, I wanted to do something very special. And that's why I came. And he was like, so blown over that I had taken care of my husband that long. And, uh, he, and then the lady next to him, just kind of with her elbow nudged him and said, tell her the rest. And so he, he said, well, he had married this woman and they had a child and and then he decided that he got married too young so he left her and so uh he was on the camino because he didn't know what to do now and so there i was telling him i had cared for my husband for so long and <laughs> he just like left his wife because he you know he he just um you know, just wasn't ready for that kind of level of commitment. Yeah. And I had actually told him that I got married when I was 20 and that I knew that from then on, my life wasn't my life anymore. My life was my life with Ron now. now. And so it made him feel really sheepish that I, you know, that, that I said that to him. (laughs) So I, I just, you know, I, that was an opportunity for me to share my wisdom with him. And I, I told him, you know, if that lady marry, finds somebody to love her and marry her, your child, he's not going to love your child as much as you love your child. And he said, that's very true. And uh, I told him about Ho'oponopono, which is one of the healing techniques that I learned while I was caring for my husband. And um, so I explained Ho'oponopono to him. Do you know what Ho'oponopono is? I have heard of it, but I would love to hear more about it. I would love you to tell me about it, actually. 
since you've okay. used it. Yeah. So it's a Hawaiian healing technique for the family. Right. And you don't need to do it with the other person. You can just do it with yourself and God, you know, but you can do it with the other person. It is a technique you can use between people. But um, what it does is it loosens your binds with the people that ruin your life. Like we are, <laughs> we have binds with people mm, that cause. Judgments, absolutely. Yeah. And so it loosens them. And you get to just be free and maybe you can have a relationship with that person now and instead of just having a horrible relationship with them. So what it is, is um, first you say, I love you. And it's the big, I love you. I love God. God loves me. God loves that other person, that the other person loves God. And if you can say it, I love them and they love me. But if you can't say it, you don't have to say it. And then, um, I love you. I'm sorry. It's not, I'm sorry I did anything, but I'm sorry the situation exists between us. And then it's please forgive me. It's not forgive me for God, that I did something, but please forgive me for what's going on in me that caused me to attract this. There's something like some button in me that that person pushed that hurts me so deeply that I just can't be around them, you know? Mm. So, uh, yeah, please forgive me for what's going on in me that caused me to attract this. And then thank you for showing me this so I could heal. So if that other person didn't push my buttons, I couldn't see where my pain is and yeah. I couldn't heal from it. So thank you for showing me this so I could heal. And then the big, I love you. I love God. God loves me. God loves the other person or the person loves God. Maybe by then you can say, I love the other person. So it's a, it, I used it, um, I learned it when I was, when I was taking care of Ron, I had a lot of pain from childhood trauma. And I, I mean, I was in my sixties, right. And I was still hurting from my childhood. And um, so I spent the evenings while I was caring for Ron on the internet learning from different uh, enlightened thought leaders about how to heal myself inside. And that was one of the things that I learned. And that's why I wanted to write the book because I wanted to share the things that I learned to heal myself so other people could learn them. And I was reluctant to be teachy. <laughs> so I remembered I told people on the Camino all those things. So I wrote my book about walking the Camino and telling people those things. So that's why I did that. <laughs> that's so beautiful, Kathleen. That's so beautiful. And that's such a, um, that Hawaiian tradition, and I don't want to butcher the name of it. Tell me the name of it again. Ho'oponopono. You say ho, H-O, ho, and then o, and then you say ponopono. Ho'oponopono. And is that what you gave us that sort of that sort of circular um you know I love you you love me um mm -hmm. God loves them uh, I forgive myself I forget you know is that encapsulated within those those that phrase within those words within those syllables or... I don't know I don't I don't know what that means actually I yeah. they didn't tell me that Okay. okay. But... <laughs> Obviously, I need to I need to do my own research on this because it sounds like such an incredibly powerful way of healing yeah, yeah. Really so what were the other I mean I'm 
you know, one of the main things that I feel like I always explore and want to know about, I'm hungry for knowledge about, is the way that people find to heal themselves. You know, it's why mm. I do this, because I'm so interested in all the different ways that we have within ourselves to do our own healing, you know, and not having to farm it out always to a, a therapist or a psychiatrist or a doctor or, you know, and I'm not saying I think, you know, we all need somebody to hold our hands. We all need mm -hmm. to be there. You know, we are we are a community animals you know we live in community and we need others but learning this this wisdom sharing this wisdom is is as old as time it's as old as humans that we that we mm. learn from people who have done the work who can help guide us on our journey and that's so i'm um this is that is such a beautiful um such a beautiful way of of healing to you know to forgive the part of the self that got you into this in the first place and and yeah, we, we think it's the other person but what they yeah. said landed on some pain we have inside of our heart yeah and so I mean it it hurts us so deeply so deeply and we think they're horrible but they just they're just saying stuff you know and it hurt us. <laughs> and I, I've heard so many people say, I just can't be around them. They hurt me. They they just know where my buttons are and they push them. But it's mm -hmm. not them. The buttons are there. And we and they're not that we're responsible for having gotten them. I mean, we, you know, I mean, my dad was a alcoholic, rageaholic, child molester, for God's sakes, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so to that, speaking to that, to this, this, this childhood trauma, and I, and I always say this, you know, I think we all have some level of childhood trauma, whether it be with a small T or a big T. And, you know, when we get into that, you know, having a parent who has got some form of addiction or is fully rageful or abusive physically, then that is, turns into definitely big T um trauma yeah. and so you obviously had a lot of that to deal with and what what did you find in your quest for um finding release and healing what did you find that was most beneficial for you well even with the ho'oponopono I realized um I realized and the the other thing is that I I believe in the vibration we have, whatever we send out, we attract in. And so from a, um, I believe that I was, <laughs> I, before I was born, I was out in the universe with God and I was a low vibrational spirit. Okay. And I wanted to, I heard that if you come into the earth and be a human, you can raise your vibration because humans can do unconditional love. Mm -hmm. And so that was attractive to me. And even knowing that I was going to try a really crappy life from the get-go, even though I knew that was going to happen because I was going in with a low vibration. I mean, this is what I think. I don't know if God told me or if I just made this up, but anyway, whatever. Well, and <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> and um, so I came in and even from even from being in my mother's womb, I attracted bad things because my my dad accused my mother of getting me with somebody else. And he was crazy. She loved him so much. He, he was just, he was a crazy person. But yeah. anyway, uh, 
And uh, so mm. like my whole life, I attracted horrible stuff. People were mean to me my whole life. And I didn't get it. I didn't get that I was attracting it in. Yes. I didn't get that. And so when I did my healing, uh, you know, from the Ho'oponopono, I realized that I had attracted it all in. And so, um, so then, I mean, I don't even feel like I need to uh, forgive anybody anymore because I attracted it in. If I hadn't been with that low vibration, I wouldn't have attracted it in. And the other thing is you can't even do unconditional love unless you have adversity. It's easy to love the people that love us. Mm -hmm. So yeah. there I, you know, I had all this big laundry list of horrible mean people in my life. I mean, you know, I used to think I, I'm not going, I just can't die because I can't go to heaven. And all those people that were mean to me are there. And I, I don't, you know, I just didn't know <laughs> what was, I was like, if anybody comes back to get me, I'm not going with them. <laughs> That's for sure. Okay. So. <laughs> oh my God. But what an incredibly powerful philosophy to take upon yourself and to you know, it's the one of that's one of the most self-accepting, self-loving things that I think I've ever heard. Because, you know, I've I'm with you. I agree that you know our spirit is 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 out there somewhere, and it lands with us within us when we come into human form, and we're born, and we have this extraordinary lifetime. You know, we are a spirit having a human experience, and you know, those of us, you know. Some people just cruise through it, just sort of a fairly oblivious, going, "Well, that was just a life." And some of us <laughs> go through go through our lives, going, "Okay, so I'm a spirit in this, and this spirit of mine, it's not going to die. My physical body will die eventually, but my spirit won't because it's energy, and energy never dies. And you know, quantum physics, all of that. You know, we are we are energy. So I, I want to raise that vibration. So the next time, if I get another chance to come back and have a human experience, it's going to be um, something that's going to start a little bit higher, but also it helps that, you know, we want the best experience that we possibly can in this lifetime. And so rising, raising your vibrations is and raising your resonance and raising your, um, you know, your, your positivity, I suppose, is definitely one of the most incredible things that you can do with your life. Um, right, right. And because, because that unconditional love is is exponential and it, it affects so many people that that wave that you send out from yourself affects other people somebody else is going to smile because they had an interaction with you and then they're going to be nicer to the next person and the next mm -hmm. person and so on and so on right. it's an incredibly powerful thing to to come across and what a beautiful so what what i i um so i honor myself like instead of like oh, I was such a idiot, you know, bringing all that in. I honor myself as a valiant spirit that came in here anyway, even knowing I would attract all that stuff. It just had to happen, yeah. you know? <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good now. I, I don't really feel like I need to forgive anybody. And I'm just, you know, of course things come in and I, 
And I think about them and I'm like, oh gosh, this is going to bring my vibration down. I'm just going to not think about that anymore, you know, yeah, like that. But yeah, but also, you know, when, when things do come crop up in your life, you're like, okay, I have the tools to do it, to deal with this. Mm -hmm. I, I know, you know, I've done it before I can do it again, kind of thing. Um, but you're already set at that vibrational level that will, on the whole, only attract the the positive things and the and even when you know it's also it's it's kind of mindset to a certain degree because something could come along, and for you because you're at your vibrational level that you're at, um, you'll just go oh okay that's what it is mm -hmm. it's fine, whereas somebody else it could be really triggering for them and they're like oh my right. god it's like the, the so the same things hit people in different ways in the same way that you were saying about you know the effect that other people's actions and words can have on you as triggers um you know it's the same with with when anything happens in your in your life and um so I'm fascinated with the philosophies that you you know whilst you've studied and whilst you were walking um and did you did you learn what I'm I know you you must have you did it sounds to me like you did a lot of work on yourself before mm -hmm. you worked before you walked the Camino right. way um but was there what what new things came up from you other than your ability to share your wisdom with your fellow pilgrims was there anything well, it was uh in the application of my you know the teachings that I had learned like I met a guy um, from Ireland and he um, the reason why he was there is because his parents had gone to um, well, they lived out in a town and his parents had gone to Dublin for his dad's job. And the they left the boys home to finish raising themselves. And his older brother left uh, when it was, you know, when he was old enough to leave. Uh, and, um, he had stayed with his younger brother till his younger brother was out of high school, but now it was his, he needed to leave. And his brother was angry with him for leaving him. And so I, I was just like, okay. So, um, I started doing possibility thinking. That's another thing that I learned possibility thinking. So I said, well, think, let's think about this. Um, think about your family all happy and he's like okay when I think of that my parents are home and we're all there together and then I said okay so take your parents away um are you guys all happy and he said yeah we're happy you know the three of us you know and um then he said okay take take away your older brother are you still happy and he said yeah I'm, I'm still happy. And then I said, okay, take you away. And he said, that's not happy. I, my, you know, I feel so sorry for my younger brother. He'll be alone. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, think about what could make this happy. What could possibly happen that this could be happy. And he said, well, I could just take my brother to my parents. He's their responsibility. And uh, then everybody will be happy. And I said, yeah, that's it, you know? So he he didn't know what to do. He, I mean, he probably could have thought that up himself. I think he did actually say, I was thinking about that. 
And <laughs> so that, you know, in the application, it was really great yeah. too. So what yeah. is possibility thinking? Talk me through that one. That sounds like an interesting. Modality. Yeah. So that, well, and really one of the applications is worrying. A lot of people worry about things. Yeah. It's and, a, a big old pastime worrying, isn't it? Mm. I, the thing is that um, if you're worried about something, you're making up a story, a sad story, and imposing it on a situation. It It's not even true. You know? Yeah. It, you just made it up and then you believed it. Yep. So, um, so what I recommend is that you make up a good story and think it. We're actually cursing it sounds our... so simple it sounds so obvious <laughs> to do but we just don't do it do we it's but there's so... endless possibilities as a matter of fact always endless possibilities and so yeah just make up a good story and think it and if we think a bad story about somebody we're sending our bad vibration over to them and clouding their experience and i'm sure that the people who worry about other people um, don't want to curse their loved one. They don't want to curse them, but yeah. that's what they're doing. They're sending a bad vibration over to that person. No, just stop it. You know, think of a good outcome for them and then think it. And you could even pray for it if you pray. You know what I mean? You, I mean, you could, you can yeah, send all kinds of good vibrations this, with. You know. Prayer and meditation are, are sit very side by side with holding hands, essentially, um, you know, especially when you're doing a sort of a guided meditation or a meditation with a purpose. But yeah, I, I totally, um, I get you. I, I think that's a, it's a fantastic, it's a fantastically obvious, but very um, sort of this is an obvious thing to do that people don't do but it's also very purposeful and I think when you make that kind of it's a mindful thing to do to go actually notice what is the story that I'm telling myself about x situation and actually can I change that story and your mind's going to fight it because the mind likes to have its own way and going we've already thought up this story and it's fine we don't want to change our mind like you know mm -hmm. But actually, we have the capability of going, no, that's 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 a horrible story. We do not like that. You know, it's like changing the channels on the television. If you're watching something that really you don't you're not enjoying, you don't stay watching it just because you started watching it. You turn change channels and find something that does um, make you feel happy or, you know, satisfy whatever it is that you, you want to watch. Um, and I think it's the same with with our with our mental stories, just making that decision to flick the channel is is a big one when we realize what we're doing with our vibration yeah we don't realize it we mm. don't realize it and when we do realize it then we can be like i need to change this this is i'm not going to send bad vibes to my loved one some people say well of course i'm worried about you i love you but that's that's i mean sorry bullshit <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm an american <laughs> absolutely no you go for it kathleen it's perfect because that that's a absolutely correct use of the word bullshit because it has impact when you say it like that because it is it is it is uh, you're absolutely telling the truth there uh, i love that i think that that's 
it's interesting. I, actually, whilst, whilst you were just speaking there, I was just remembering that my son is going off on a big, big, long walk. He's going walking for a whole week um, oh. on the South Downs this this coming week. And I'm thinking, I hope that he just doesn't talk rubbish with his mates for an entire week. I hope he actually <laughs> has some time to think. I might uh. send him this recording so that he can <laughs> listen to it. But I think anybody who is, and I think my, me personally, I always... Um, I love listening to podcasts when I'm walking um, and that's mm. you know when I mostly listen to podcasts is when I'm when I'm walking my dog and so on um, but there is something very um, meditative about putting one foot in front of the other uh, and hey. thinking and spending time with yourself if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers with Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, walking is a meditation. I know my my sister-in-law, um, when I was preparing for the Camino, my sister-in-law told me, oh, well, Kathleen, you're going to need to walk up mountains. So she went and found all the mountains in San Diego when we walked up them. And um and I asked her to go with me and she didn't go with me. And when I got back, she said, you know, Kathleen, I wanted to go with you, but I didn't go because I wanted you to have that time for yourself to um, meditate, you know, have a meditative walk. And if I had gone with you, we'd have been talking the whole time. So I'm, I, that's why I didn't go. Yeah. So. Gosh, what a, what an amazingly gorgeous friend to help you train and then let you let you go and do it on your own yeah I mean, what what words of wisdom would you have if somebody is going actually I really would like to just check out and go and do a long walk with a purpose because from what I understand there's lots of sort of um waypoints where you get a sort of stamp and mm -hmm. things yeah. so there's a very you know it's a very um well-trodden path <laughs> it's a it's a it's a very well-trodden path which and then there's there's the various um hostels so you will stay in kind of hostels so you just show up and there's always a space for you and uh, right thank you god right <laughs> uh, okay there's a place for you but um yeah they're called albergues 
And so when I, um, the person, I went to a lecture at my library, this woman had done the Camino and she, I talked to her afterwards and she recommended that I make reservations for the first three albergues. So um, I got a book and in the book, it has all the cities, how far apart they are, what the altitude is, you know, that you're going to be walking up and down. So you can see how far you think you could walk that day. Yeah. And then you can make your, and decide, okay, well, that's just 12K away, but I'm not going to be walking 35K. So I need to stay there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, so anyway, that's what I did. I made the first three nights uh, reservations. I, the book had their phone number in them. And they're, you know, so I called them to make a reservation. Um, and then um, when I got there, the first night I stayed at the Bilari, which I mean, I recommend the Bilari. It was wonderful. And um, in San Juan Pai de Port. And then there was snow on the Pyrenees. So I couldn't go to those next two places. And so I had to walk around the Pyrenees instead of over that because they didn't want to have to re rescue anybody. No. And um, so anyway, um, that didn't work. <laughs> but uh, when when I walked around, I uh, ended up in um, Val Carlos. And just so happened, all the people that left that day had to stay at Val Carlos because they couldn't go over the Pyrenees. And um, and so every like every night I would call the next day to get my reservation. I hear that it's really busy on the Camino right now after COVID, everybody's like wanted to go for three years now and now they're going, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so it, you know, maybe you need more, more reservations than that. Um, yeah. But anyway, that's what I did. I called up and, and I, you know, I said, um, um, necesito una cama para esta noche, which is, I need a, I need a, <laughs> Um, I need a bed for tonight and yeah. uh, they would say yes or no and you know and then I could call somebody else if it was no and stuff um, there some of the albergues don't take reservations so you just have to walk and hope they have I always um, got a reservation except for this one night I couldn't I the place I was going to go to it said it was going to be open and they had like 60 beds I, so I I went there and uh, it wasn't open. They said they would be open in April after Easter and Easter had already happened and they weren't open. And so I walked to the next town and they weren't open and the next town. And I ended up walking 28K that day, which is a lot for an old lady, you know? Yeah. And uh, some people walk 35K a day. They're just young and buff and it's yeah. not a problem for them. People want to do it for the... For the challenge of the walk rather than the spirituality of it um but i imagine that the majority of people who do the camino way are doing it for spiritual spiritual reasons actually only like 30 percent oh do you think so really that's what they say uh when you get to when you get to santiago um they ask you know you go to get your compostela certificate and uh they ask you if it was a spiritual journey and only only one third of the people do it for a spiritual journey. But I mean, of those thirty, of those 
there's two there's you know the the remaining percentage 70 percent of people who do it and haven't done it for a spiritual reason they've done it because they are because they love walking and it's a it's one of the most amazing walks in the world to do um that they haven't I don't believe that they haven't had some kind of (laughs) spirituality some kind of awakening or realization or something along the way I don't know I don't know we, right. we, we're not there at the end asking everybody so we'll never know but I can't <laughs> think that that's the case <laughs> yeah yeah it's very special everybody that walks it says it's very special yeah so. yeah no this is what I gather so no I'm fascinated and I think your book sounds really beautiful the fact that you've woven in all of these uh incredible learnings that you have taken on for your own healing of your own inner child and um healing your grief um you know it sounds to me like you have done a very solid job of of work on you know you've you've done the work Um, I did the work I I um I'm not in pain from that anymore I used to be in my heart hurt so much you know for so many years and I just couldn't, I mean, my story, I was telling my story all the time of my sadness and uh, I don't, I don't do that anymore. I don't know. It doesn't come up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So thank you, God. Yes, indeed. And um, thank you to yourself for, for going, taking yourself on that journey. And I felt like, you know, I felt like God was sending me teachers. I used to listen to this guy, Darius Barazunda, and he would have healers on his show. And I would listen to them and um, I would do it. Maybe they would give you work to do. They didn't make you pay for it. They would just give you work to do. And I would do their work. And then every once in a while, somebody had a package that you could buy for like $69 or something like that. Yeah. And I would buy their package and I would do the work like, you know, sleep tapes, uh, all kinds of stuff that I was doing. And then after a while, it seemed like it wasn't interesting anymore. And God would send me another one and I would do their work. And just and over of, the years. Out of all of these various things that you did, did you ever work with the chakras just out of interest? Well, I, um, I teach transformational breathing and we, we do toning for the chakras. Oh, do you? Okay. And we do that. the Kundalini dance, which, um, uh, wakes up the, the chakras. Um, so before we do the breathing, we do the Kundalini dance and like you, you raise your hands up and breathe in, you raise your hands down and breathe out. And then you dance around with your feet <laughs> and that's how we do it. Yeah. And then that, um, that activates the breathing. And then I lay down and I, um, you know, watch the person's breathing and see where their restricted breathing patterns are. And then I can, um, I can help them breathe in those areas because like, if, if somebody has a broken heart, they're not breathing in their chest area. And, and, um, and then if they had their will shut down, they're not breathing in their belly area. And so I can see that and I can help them, you know, I have techniques to help them breathe in those areas. And so they can, um, so they can get, you know, like we hold our sadness in our body on a cellular level. Mm -hmm. And so when, 
when I release that, um, maybe I see somebody's not breathing in their chest and I'll say, it's safe to love. And I push right here on their chest. It's safe to love. And, um, and then I go, as a matter of fact, it's not safe to not love. So it's safe to love. And, um, and then, you know, just different, I have a body map that I work with. Nice. Um, but one of the things that I learned was the toning for the chakras. So um, the tone for, well, I'll just start at the top. The tone for the head is the E sound. So the, the high E is the top of the head. The low E is like down to the throat. So you go, ah, I mean, E. So I'm toning with a high E sound for if like, like if you have a headache, like if your headache is like here, you mm -hmm. can just go e and just kind of go up and down with the E to see where it resonates, where your headache is. So then you can move the stuck energy in that area. So you can, it goes away. <laughs> and, and then uh, the chest area is the ah. So this is the high ah and down at your waist is the low ah. Yeah. And so ah, I had a lady, she just, she couldn't breathe because she felt restricted in her throat. And I told her to tone with the high ah, and it just released her throat. She could breathe after that. It was amazing. It is extraordinary. Opening the throat chakra is one of the, it's because we have a vocal box and we can make noise healing that energy is is um is so accessible it's very it's very satisfying so it, the throat could be the low e or the high ah either one you know ah. they kind of meet each other right there yeah. at the throat yeah so it depends on you know you could try both of them <laughs> and then anything below the belt is the o the o sound so yeah um so the high o is oh and then the low o is Oh, <laughs> so you know, and really, I was um I was doing the breathing with my daughter. She was giving birth, and uh, so we just we just uh, did the really low O for the root chakra. Yeah. Um, oh, I just kept doing that with her, and she had a really, I mean, the baby was looking uh up instead of down or something when it was coming out. So she had a really long labor and. Every time the midwife came in and uh, checked the breathing uh, of the baby, you know, the heartbeat of the baby, the baby's heartbeat was strong because we were doing the breathing that whole time. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, toning for the chakra, root chakra. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. I've, I feel like I've learned so much from you, Kathleen. I love this. And I feel like I... I would love to, um, I'm going to get your book because I am fascinated by the, the Camino way, always have been. Um, I I wonder whether one day I will maybe do it or part of it, mm -hmm. or, you know, because walking is my exercise apart from yoga, yoga and walking is what I love. Um, so tell people, so I know we can, we can find your book on Amazon, I'm sure. Um, yeah, just go it. Wisdom on the Camino. Um, it, here's the book, uh, Wisdom on the Camino, A Spiritual Journey, Sharing Forgiveness and Possibilities to Inspire the Rest of Your Life. Yeah. And all my teachings, um, you know, are in there and I shared them with the people along the way. Fantastic. It's a very clever way to have constructed a self-help book 
with and the I have to tell you that um, the people who read my book, uh, right across from the table of contents, it says, read this first. And it leads you through, um, you have to double opt in. I'm very sorry. It's just the way the world is now. Um, and you have to double opt in and you can see the pictures. Uh, people told me I should put my pictures in there. And I'm like, yeah, and it's going to be $50 for my book if I do that, because black and white pictures aren't aren't it. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, so anyway, I arranged them on a website in galleries and portfolios and just do what it says in the book. And then you have, you, um, you can, I have them arranged per chapter. So you can look at the chapter one pictures while you're reading chapter one. Fantastic. And that's absolutely brilliant, Kathleen. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. And of course, I will put a link to your book in the show notes. And um, I'm so, so grateful for your wisdom and for your time. I've absolutely adored speaking to you. It's been really inspirational. Thank you so, so much. Thank you too. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope that you enjoyed meeting Kathleen as much as I did. Um, There's something very special about meeting somebody who um, has really done the work and has lived an experienced life and, um, you know, really delved deep and has so much gorgeous wisdom and is so generous with their wisdom. I think her book is very clever and um, I look forward to reading it. So um, if you want to get in touch with her, I'll put her details in the show notes. And of course, you can get hold of me um, at chakradashway.com. Again, details in the show notes. So I will leave it there for today and I will be back with you again um, for another podcast very soon. So take care of yourselves. Lots of love. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.